127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry, 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what is up, podcast people? Oh, we did a little bit different this week. Yeah, we did. Podcast people. Come on now. Oh. If you don't know, this is 127 on the mic. My name is Zach, and I'm joined by two lovely guests that are here basically every single week. John and T. What's happening? What's up, boys? Hey, man. How are we feeling? Dangerous. You say that every single time. That's because the best answer you can give to that question. Uh, Tell me a better answer. I'm feeling good. Dangerous is actually a pretty good answer. Yeah, thank you're you. right. You're are right. y'all are y'all really though feeling dangerous? Because I woke up. Well, I, I got a couple text messages at like two thirty and I think three o'clock in the morning, and then woke Four. up to more text messages because you guys were getting ready for retreat, and we were recording this on Thursday at two o'clock. Yep. Which means that less than ten hours ago, you were still here doing stuff. So, are you feeling good? You know. I think there's there's a few like thoughts going through my head that I had during class that I was like, I didn't even know what I did for the past five minutes because I'm that tired. But the Lord is still good and the Lord is still kind. I don't know how T's feeling, but I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm 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 feeling dangerous, man. I like <laughs> there's I'm no you, other word. Yes, it's the best word. You, that's all you need. I I legitimately don't remember driving here this morning. See, uh, it's just things. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's kind of a bad thing. But yeah, we were. I think I went to bed at about. I think I was like 5, 5.15. I was like 5, 5.15, somewhere in there, and then slept, and then woke up, and then I don't remember driving here, but yeah, oh, we were in yeah. there till 5.15 working on stuff. Yeah, it was and a good lots time. And lots of errands yesterday, too, so. Yeah, lots of errands, lots of bags, and blocks, and Sharpies. And water jugs. Water jugs. At one point, I had 30 gal- gallons of water in a shopping cart, in a shopping cart at Walmart, and like my, my new favorite thing is to do that and just be like, people look at you fine. Hey, your new favorite eat. thing is to have 30 <laughs> gallons of water in your shopping cart. I do. I'm going to start doing it. And people look at you and you go, hey, you heard about that drought? They look at you and you're like, it's coming. Dude, my and dude, you just walk off. My dude is, by definition, thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> Zach, there was, Zach hey. is tired, and I think his filter is starting <laughs> to fade. It's gone, man. I know there was another guy that was busy getting some stuff for someone. <laughs> Can you explain what happened yesterday at at Walmart? I I gladly will. So we're it, so it's myself, Zach, and then our girls intern Susanna. We're running errands. We go to Walmart, and so go with Walmart. We had to get a couple things. Some of those things being the thirty gallons of water for basically a competition we have at retreat. And so they're only on the top shelf. So at some point I'm climbing up on the shelf and then like we hear this noise. And so I'm handing stuff to Zach. I'm handing stuff to Susanna. I think the noise is one of them. It wasn't. We no. turn and down the aisle, there there's a dude and like he's large. He's a big boy. He had to be 6'3", pushing 450. Yep. And this dude, he goes, to, he's doing like the Walmart like online order or whatever you call it. And he goes to pick up this, this, uh, literally a case of water, and right. so I think it was Probably a combination. Pack, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't anything big. Yeah, and so we like look at him. We're like, "What is going on?" And like, I'm gonna do my best. Like, I don't. If I make the sound he made, like. One, you won't be able to hear, and two, you'll probably stop listening if you can hear. <laughs> uh, but I'll this, help you. I'll help you with some effects. 
Yeah, so this dude goes to lift the water, and this is all you hear. She starts to lift? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he didn't sound like this. <laughs> his, I can tell you what his grunt sounded like, though. He goes, <laughs> And I'm talking in the middle of Walmart. I about fall off the rack. Zach's dying laughing. Zach can't grab water no more. Susanna's trying to keep it together so me and Zach don't die. And it was it was awesome. But so he, he grabs like two cases of water, like full on grunts, okay? And then we're, we're probably about like 10 gallons in. So we still got a, f- a few to go. And I, I look over. He gets on his phone. I'm like, okay, this dude's probably done taking a little break, you know, before he's got to go get the chips, you know, for the rest of the order. I don't know. But we get to about gallon 15 or 16. And this dude is 17, 17, probably. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> but this dude goes right back. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, was, these sound effects. That's that actually, that that actually pretty that similar. I got you. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Thanks that's pretty that. good. Wow. Um, it, oh. That sound he made. I've never not. I've never heard it come from a human. I've never heard it come from an animal. Yeah. Dude, that sound that was made. It was scary. I <laughs> we ran for our lives out of that store. It was it was scary. Um, it was awesome. Gosh, how do I transition this? I mean, so yesterday, um, we were duct taping things in Ziploc bags. There's also a story that goes with this that will tie in. It'll tie in in a second. Um, can you explain yeah. sort of what was happening? So I mean, it was. I'm, I'm gonna put it at like four, four fifteen somewhere yeah. in there. So me and Zach are sitting in there, and we're knocking all this stuff out, and we go. We're basically we're splitting up these blocks for again. We're doing a retreat, and we put them in these bags, and then we tape them based on their team color. And so we we separate all the blocks, put them in bags, and I start dropping the duct tape next to the bag so we can tape them. And so the blue duct tape, like we're we're no longer friends, and you'll understand why after this. I don't know if it's blue or purple. I'm colorblind, but it, I guess it's blue. It's blue. So I, I like I toss the blue duct tape, and it hits the ground again. Like it's it's four o'clock. We're dead. And I turn around, and this blue t- duct tape has somehow like stood up on its side. And rolled the entirety the of length. our gym floor. And I'm just sitting there watching. And it was one of those things that just like, it was like kind of like the final straw. And I was like, I was irritated. And I just looked at it. And like Zach's over here duct taping away. And he looks at me and like, you good? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I go and pick up the duct tape. I walk back over. I'm talking. I drop the duct tape directly like in front of the pile, straight down. I turn around and Zach just kind of looks at me. I turn back around and the duct tape has somehow stood up on its side and is rolling the entirety of our gym floor again. And it was just at that moment I was like, I'm done. All patience is gone. Uh, I'm leaving. Thankfully, we didn't. We finished everything. Yeah, we finished but that it. duct tape, that, that was almost the end of me last night. Patience. It's a big thing. Um, and, and usually when we talk about, you know, biblical topics, I kind of want to start like we did last week um, by defining um, what is patience? simply like what is patience and maybe kind of go into um, a difference from what the Lord calls as patience compared to what maybe us as humanity calls patience. Um, I think this one unintentionally, but it, it connects really well with what we talked about last week. And if you yeah. haven't listened, go back and you can jump on our conversation about conflict and, and see kind of how these two connect because patience implies biblically, um, a, a waiting or an enduring or even like a suffering through um, seasons with a hope at the end of it, that, that you're, you're sitting in this spot knowing that, that things are going to change. 
um, no matter what the situation, because your hope is bigger than your current situation. I think that's the biblical, the biblical idea simply of what patience would look like. But in the world, I think it's a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah, I was going to, I think me and Zach were talking about at some point yesterday, yesterday being real long, we were talking about it yesterday. And I think I was, I was saying that there's a difference between patience and waiting. I think a lot of times we associate the words, like you can kind of interchange them or patience involves waiting. Whereas like, I think patience is more of an active thing. And I I think we'll get there in a little bit, but to me, patience requires us to rely fully on Christ. Whereas waiting allows us to rely on man. And I think you have to like figure out the difference in those. Is like I said, is like a lot of people associate waiting with patience and these things, but patience, and, and we'll get there in a little bit, is a full dependence on the Lord. And this patience requires, and it comes from Christ. Whereas waiting, anyone can do that. Anybody, Christian or non-Christian, can wait because waiting, what it does, it is allows you to wait on a response from man, and then your waiting's over. Whereas again, patience is Christ. Waiting is anything from man. Anybody can wait, but. So would you say then an unbeliever can't have patience? Is that is that sort of what you're implying in regards to patience is sort of where you have this hope, but but waiting's kind of just this mindless waiting. I just use the word waiting again, but mindless, you know, just anticipation for something. Um, would you say an unbeliever can't have have patience? I would say you have to define what patience is, and we'll probably get there in a little bit, but Galatians five, what is patience? It's a what? Fruit of the Spirit? Fruit of the Spirit. Would a non-believer have that? So patience cannot be in an unbeliever. So why is why is patience one of the fruits of the Spirit then? Um, I, I think that our response to um, response to the world, response to situations, response to um unexpected trials, response to frustration, to all of those things um, can reflect to the world a hope that is um, greater than anything that they're sitting in because, because of this. If, if we believe as Christians that God is sovereign, um, that he controls all things, if we believe that he's good and that he's always good, then we, like the natural byproduct of that is going to be, is going to be patience. Um, because our hope, uh, even in the midst of detours, even in the midst of frustration, um, can see beyond the current situation. I, I think about it as a, if I'm driving and there's an angry driver behind me and he's, he's honking the horn and I can tell by hand signal or, or body posture or him mouthing things at me that, that maybe I can interpret by lip reading. Um, that he is frustrated with the current situation because maybe I'm not moving, but what he can't see is the disaster of a wreck that I have a view of. And so my response is to go, there is a reason that I'm here. And I know that that wreck is not an eternal wreck, and so I can get past it soon. Um, this guy this guy either has somewhere to get really, really fast, but also can't see what I see. Um, and so for a believer, when we look at why, why is the Lord give us this fruit of the Spirit that is love, that is joy, that is peace, that is patience, um, it allows us to reflect our hope in a sovereign God who is always good to a world that is going to, outside of a, a relationship with Jesus, not understand those things, but it will allow them to see those things. 
So how, <clears throat> for, for a believer listening to this podcast, how might they rest in that? Because I know when you're sitting in this, in this moment of, of, I recognize God is, is sovereign. I know he sees everything just like in this driving example, like he, he sees the wreck from in a, in a, in a, in a my gosh, I can't speak a, a point of view that, um, only he can see and humanity can't see. How does a believer rest in that? Because I think a lot of us want an immediate answer and immediate gratification. So how does one rest in that, in that truth? I'm going to, I'm going to start with this. I think, I mean, I think Christ, uh, Christ is being patient at the right hand of the throne right now. And even, even him is like us is wanting this answer right away is Christ didn't come down, live a perfect life down a cross, sit in the grave for three days, resurrect and defeat sin and de- defeat death, go up to heaven and then come back like that. As he's having to be patient, I think it's, it's, I believe Hebrews 10, 12 through 13 is talking about him waiting at the right hand of the father patiently until he can come down and put it, it's like enemies under his foot or something, or yeah, made a footstool for his feet and his enemies. And so, I mean, he's actively having to be patient right now is when him of all people could have been the one to come down. And as soon as he's resurrected, be like, no, hey, I'm ready to go back. But he's being patient waiting there. And so I think that's a, that's the first thing is that Christ is doing it. And we're, we are clearly called to do that. Um, I guess sort of kind of flipping the script here, uh, maybe there's an unbeliever. I'm sort of listening to this podcast. Why, why is patience a thing that they should desire? Um, obviously they should be desiring Christ, but why would one of the fruit of the spirit be desiring such as, such as patience? What's the big deal? Uh, that's a hard one to answer. I think maybe from an unbeliever point of view, Mm um, I'm, I'm on the team that, uh, the fruits of the spirit build on each other. Um, and so when you read verses like the greatest of these is love and God is love and things like that. And so you look at the fruit of the spirit and it says the fruit of the spirit is love. Okay. And, and you don't get joy without first knowing what love is and you don't get peace without first knowing what joy is. And then you don't get patience without knowing what that peace is. Um, and, and it goes back to a little bit of what I said, that, that our peace um, is rooted in the sovereignty and the goodness of God that will lead to a patience in life. And so as an unbeliever, like I don't think anybody, anybody believing or unbelieving looks at it and goes, man, I just wish I was more impatient. Like, yeah. like people love it when I'm impatient with them. It, it's the best. <laughs> I'm never on a YouTube video because of my impatience. Like, like that's, that's foolishness. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's a there's a common grace of God out in the world that exists that people would go, it's it's a it's a good thing to be patient, um, even if an unbeliever can't actually experience that. It's a good thing for an unbeliever to wait well, but for an unbeliever listening to this, like the reason that you should desire patience is because in that patience you know the peace of God, and in that in that peace of God you know the joy of God, in that joy of God you know the love of God, and if you know the love of God, um, then then I would say you're probably not an unbeliever anymore. Yeah. Um, but that would be the desire for that. Yeah. I think... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, T. I was going to say, I think it goes back to what I said in the beginning, is patience requires dependence on Christ, whereas waiting to, requires dependence on man. And in that, just look at that. It's like, are you, in patience requiring your dependence from a perfect, blameless Christ, whereas waiting requires a dependence on man who every single one of us has fallen short. And so like, if I'm hearing that and I'm like, okay, hey, where remove the patience and waiting. Where do I want to... Re- like? Where do I want my dependence to be on? Do I want that dependence to be on an unperfect and just spotless Christ? Or do I want that dependence to be on a man who has messed up every single day of their life? Yeah, that's a good word. Um, I think it's really kind of cool to look at 
um, how patience kind of leads back to just the character of God. And, and T brought that up. Um, but kind of on now the other end of that spectrum, and this is, I think, where we kind of want to sit for the majority here. Um, but how does one, especially a believer, since we kind of discussed that only patience can come from um, your relationship with Christ, how does one grow in their patience? T, uh, you got you got anything? There? I have a direction I go, but it I could be long winded in this is my thought. So take it. I'll bounce off of you. Um, so you say? James five, um, when when we look at the bold titles in the Bible, and James does a, a good job. And for those of you that have been around us, like I I enjoy um, I enjoy New Testament letters that aren't Paul. I think me and Paul are going to have a lot of conversations when we get to heaven um, that are going to be fun, but but these guys that get outside of this seem to seem to have a more um, directly applicable uh, language than than what Paul does. Too. It's yeah. a little bit easier to understand. And so James is bold titles, waiting for the Lord. In verse seven of chapter five, he says, "Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient." And, and, but he follows that, be patient until the Lord's coming. And so there's no end. That's the, the bad part of this. There's no end to our patience until Jesus comes back um, on this planet. And so see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until he receives the early and the late rains. You must also be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. And then he connects this like farmer analogy of plant and then wait because the Lord's going to be doing the work and just you have a you have a hope for an end of this this yield, this crop. He goes to verse 10. Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and of patience. See, we count as blessed those who have endured. You have heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome of the outcome that the Lord brought about, and I like this little dash, and it says, the Lord is compassionate and he's merciful. And so, so you look at, you look at what James says and you go, okay, how do we grow in our patience? Um, and, and so James says, well, you have to be patient and you be patient until the Lord's coming and you practice it like a farmer would, would practice it. And you find encouragement by looking at the prophet's and he, he directly mentions Job. And so then you look at Job's life and you go, okay, how did Job grow in patience? And, and that's when we go, oh, those of us that have been around church for a while, we know the story. And I'm not going to be the one to volunteer to insert myself into the story of Job. That, that's not going to be the thing that I'm going to throw my hand up and volunteer no, thank you. for. Um, and because he says, here is God's mercy put on display in Job's life. And I go, that is a mercifully painful story because Satan gets permission from God in chapter one of Job. God permits Satan to um, basically kill all 10 of <laughs> Job's children along with a bunch of animals and stuff. And Job meets the news of this happening uh, in Job chapter one, I think starting in, in verse 20, by falling on his face and worship and declaring like the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And then when he does that, my response is going to be, blessed be the name of the Lord. And I think that stirs Satan up a little bit more. And so he returns, uh, he returns to God and makes this, this request, gets permission to go and afflict uh, Job for a second time with boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. God's like, you can do what you want. You just can't kill him. Uh, his mm -hmm. wife 
basically says, hey, look look to God, curse him, and just die, would you, at this point? And Job responds again with a patient response that also kind of highlights an endurance in his faith uh, towards God and a faith in God's providence and a faith in God's, like, um, power and authority and and even his goodness. And, and he says in Job uh, 2, verse 10, shall we receive good from God but not receive the evil? Like, we don't get to define what God does. And, and then you can fast forward all the way through the book, and I'm going to take a second just to go find it. You can fast forward all the way through the book of Job, and you end in chapter 42, and after, like, his friends come after him, and after all this has gone on with Job, he drops this on it, like Job's reply to the Lord. Um, in verse 2 of chapter 42, I know that you can do anything, and no plan of yours can be thwarted. Um, and he's like, in, in who you are and in what I know about you, then you can do everything. And for that faithfulness that, that uh, Job displays right here, God has mercy on him and God restores Job's fortunes, including his children, um, not his first 10 that were killed. But if you go through the rest of chapter 42, he has, then he has seven sons and three more daughters. And so even the number of his kids is restored um, at this point. And it, it becomes this foundation for the providence of God in our life that James is able to go, this is mercy. And so in order for us, we, I think the question's in there, like, is it dangerous for us to pray for patience? And that's just like the Christian joke, you know, pray yeah. for patience today and look what happened. Um, the, the application for us is to go in all of these seasons um, where we have the opportunity to put a patient hope on display to the world, it is in God's mercy for that to happen to us. And, and that's a hard one for me um, to process, but also if I can zoom out, and I say this a lot, if I can zoom out of my current situation, um, then this moves me because the practical effect that it has on our lives is this wonderful um, counterintuitive patience that that we believe in the frustrating day-to-day moments that we get stuck in, that God is, is merciful in these moments. And so if I miss the—I play this game where I leave my house and I try to catch all of the green lights from my house to here. And if I, if I catch a red light, I—you I, know, sometimes if I'm in a hurry, if I wake up late and I'm, whatever's going on, if, if I'm in a hurry and I catch that red light, I, I, I can't be like, man, the Lord smite me in this moment. Yeah. I, I can go, it's in God's mercy. What if he just protected me three lights from now from getting into mm-hmm. a wreck? Mm-hmm. Um, what if, and, and this happened to one of our former students, what if the broken leg revealed the cancer that was then able to be treated? And initially we go, stupid broken leg. Oh, in God's mercy, I see this. Um, and, and so these are, the, these are the things that if, if I can remember God's sovereignty and his goodness and his mercy all at once. And then, then these situations become mercy for me. Thankfully, not at the level of Job. I mean, it, it could be, and, and hopefully I would have the same response as him. But, but that's what, that's what, how, what I, I see here when we talk about patience is how, how do we grow in it? Why do we need it? The negative of this conversation is most of our growing in it takes place in seasons where you are forced to grow in it. Yeah, that's that's really really good, but also a really hard spot to sit in, mm-hmm. of of knowing that the Lord's hand is behind everything that's going on in your life, even when 
it's a broken leg, even when it's you're already running late and the Lord makes you even more late. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the Lord is behind red lights for sure. Um, <laughs> Satan. Um, but here's, he I, I have this thought. What is the most, well, for me, the most annoying sound in my house is when the smoke detector goes off. Oh yeah. Like it's painful. Hurts my ears. Um, and every time that it's gone off in my house, it has either been like dead battery or something strange is happening or we happen to just be cooking too much bacon. Nothing that's... Catastrophic. Yeah. But the moment that it is, mm-hmm. and there is a fire in our house, that annoyance is mercy. That annoyance is a blessing yeah. to me. Um, and so maybe even the practice of hearing that and going, ah, okay, for when it is a real thing, then, then I'm going to be much softer or much more thankful um, in that space. Yeah. And I think too, um, I turned to John 15, um, and I think it's a really, um, sweet passage when we talk about fruit of the spirit and we talk about walking through seasons that are challenging. Um, and you find that in chapter 15, verse four, it says, remain in me as also I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. So without Christ, you cannot have patience in these situations of knowing that there's an eternal hope. There's an eternal um, outcome to what's going to happen here. Um, and I think it's a sweet reminder, even in challenging situations, um, that we may walk through because knowing that the Lord's hand is behind even just the, the tiniest inconveniences in our life, um, is reassuring and it brings us peace, which is again, another fruit of the spirit, which I think is, is super sweet. Yeah. That that's Genesis 50, um, at the very end where Joseph is <laughs> having that conversation with his brothers and, and that one statement, Genesis 50, 20, what you plan for evil, God meant for good. And, and if, if that could be pushed down inside of us uh, to the point that like you would live such a much more patient life if you just trusted undeniably that God was good and what the enemy means for evil and what the situations arise and those things. And, and this isn't like a deep dive theologically on whether God is in control of the red lights or not. Um, but, but if we would just trust that, yeah, there's an enemy that is against us um, and there is a God who is fighting for us and what he means for evil is for our good. It, it allows me to walk in a much more patient way. You got anything on that team? I was going to say, I think the, and this is going to be similar to what John says, but in these, it's easy to have what I'm going to refer to as a natural response. When, when these trials or tribulations, whatever you want to call them, and we probably all go through them, and obviously Job went through <laughs> stuff that we're probably never going to experience in our lifetime, and most people won't. But like I said, I'm going to refer to these natural responses. I think that as a non-believer and even before some us three were Christians in this room or whatever it was, is that in trials and things like that, and, and even even Christians can have what these natural responses of the, these flesh responses, these whatever you want to call them, is, is these faulty responses to what's going on. But it's because we're in Christ. And I mean, go back to Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 18. We all know it, but old is gone, new is here. That verse right there. And so because of that, because we we have been born again, we have new creation, is now we get, our response gets to be patience in these times. It is before and without Christ that it's going to require a natural response from us, which is going to be faulty because we are human. But now because we are in Christ, because of, because of our relation with him and because we're trying to strive daily to be like him, is we now get to have a response that's not natural. That response being patience in these trials. Yeah, that's a really good word. Um, I'm going to ask one more question if y'all want to go a different direction. Um, y'all can, 
Um, we're kind of already kind of hitting the 30 minute mark, but, um, what, or why does the Lord actually call us and command us to show patience towards others? Cause like T said, like our natural response again is a sinful response, but, um, is to not act out of patience and it's to act out of selfish desires or wants, or honestly just conveniences for ourselves. Um, so why, why is it so important? Why does the Lord command us to do so? Joanna, our college assistant said it, Christ is patient to us <laughs> because, because Jesus was, yeah. Patience towards sinners. Um, none, none of this is easy, and I think people listening would be like, hey, patience is difficult, and confrontation is difficult, and, mm-hmm. and apparently we're attacking uh, or approaching these difficult uh, issues, which is phenomenal. So so here's a verse that's going to, uh, I think it pushes us in a pretty clear direction. This is First Thessalonians 5.14. And we exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, comma, be patient with everyone. In, in our patience, we are enabled to warn those who are, who are idle. And in our patience, we are enabled to comfort the discouraged. And in our patience, we're able to help the weak. Um, because in our sinfulness, a continued help of the weak is difficult. And it's something that is going to lead to frustration. And it's something that's probably going to lead to a lot of people of going, I'm done with you. Um, your approach to life, like you're not manning up, you're not stepping up, you're a, a, a weaker vessel, a weaker brother, a weaker sister, you're just weak in general. And that sounds rude, but a lot of us know those people that just drain you. And you need patience to deal with, with people that are that way. You need patience to comfort the discouraged. Like, like a continual bless the therapist and bless the people that, that have this gift, like the continual... Yeah. Um, uh, the continual ability to deal with people that are in distress is unbelievably draining um, for every individual and requires this level of patience. It's only um, a gift from God. Warning those who are idle, like, bro, you are not getting it. You are not stepping up in your faith. You are not living out what God has called you to do. As Even as a college pastor, you get to the point um, where you just go, I, I'm done with you. Mm. It requires a level of patience. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. why, are we, why are we called to be patient? Because you're on... Being left on this planet, we're on a rescue mission um, for the lost, and you're on a rescue mission to encourage those that are wandering, and all of those are going to require an immense amount of patience that is learned in sometimes very difficult situations and is, thankfully, a gift of God, one of one of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've already hit on it, but I think a lot of times people... So you have this patience, and we expect this, they expect this trial, this situation with a friend or whatever it is to just end real quick. And I think it's it's easy to think that that's a it's honestly it's a pretty fleshly desire because yeah, you want these things to go by quick. And I mean tell a quick story and let me get to my point. But it's I, I believe it's called it's called an ancient Chinese bamboo tree. And so the way this yeah, you're yeah. You're gonna hear me on this one. This is, <laughs> it's actually a really cool story. I, I read it. This is I read this like middle of the summer. I don't know why or how I read it, but I did. It's actually really cool. But I think it's a really cool depiction of patience, but basically the way this tree works is you plant it, you have to water it every single day. And if you don't, it dies down in the ground. So you plant these coat with dirt and you, John, hey, FYI, John <laughs> just, just dropped, dropped his, his iPad, iPad. <laughs> Good. in the middle of story time. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. So you have to, you, you basically, you cover this thing with soil. You have to water it every single day. And if you skip a day, it dies in the soil. You have to water it for, it's right around five years that you oh, never wow. see any growth above the soil. And then in a matter of five weeks, it grows 50 feet. And so it's like, 
did it grow 50 feet in those five weeks or did it grow 50 feet in those five years? And I think where I, where I'm getting with this is with patience as we expect these things to happen really, really quick, but things take times in these trials It's day by day. It's watering that plant. What does that look like for us? That is seeking the Lord in prayer, seeking the Lord in worship, seeking the Lord in our quiet times, diving into scripture, surrounding ourselves with biblical community during these times. And I think and a lot of times for us is that five years for us is we know that's when Christ's return happens. That may be before or after we die, but I think a lot of times is we expect, okay, hey, I'm gonna water this thing once and boom, there it is. Like I'm fine. The my patience, my patience awaiting one day for this to grow. But I think this this bamboo tree is really cool. Is I mean it takes five years of you can't miss a single day. And so for us, like I said, it is all these things of biblical community, worship, prayer, is seeking the Lord in these things is a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's in those that you get to see the growth and you get to see the final product at the end. That final product may not be five years like this tree. It may be a week from now. It may be a year from now. I don't know what it is for that current situation, but I think that's a really cool thing of, hey, it's daily. It's not just like a, you do this once and it's grown the next day. It's a, each day you have to choose whatever that situation is to seek the Lord in that. And in the end, you'll see those results. It may not be a 50 foot bamboo tree, but it may be a mended relationship. It may be heaven when Christ comes back. I don't know what it is, but I think that's just a really cool depiction of patience for us. Yeah, and I'll just throw this in there. I think it's cool that it's it's the fruit of the Spirit and not just like an outcome of, yeah. a, of, of a decision, right? It's a growing process. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we'll challenge y'all to to keep honestly asking the Lord for patience. And I'm challenging myself that because sometimes it's hard, um, but having this trust of the Lord is behind everything. Um, but that's going to conclude this episode of 127 The Mic. We hope to see you guys if you're watching this um, when it comes out this weekend at retreat. Um, but if, if, if not, we'll see you guys back next week right here. See ya. Ghost Rose. One One Braves. <laughs>